to episode 120 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the vault studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who had to remove snow from his driveway this morning? No, no snow in the driveway okay. this morning. John Scott Sloat. But it was a winter wonderland when you looked out outside. Yeah. Uh, April, when are we recording? 18th? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not going to lie. It was a little discouraging. Like, I mowed my yard for the first time this weekend. I'm planning on doing mine on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt like I was in that that awkward position of – if I don't do it this weekend, by the time I can get to it next weekend, it's going to be twice as difficult mm-hmm. because of the length. So it just felt like a weird juxtaposition of I mowed for the first time. Two days later, we have snow on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's a dusting, right? It. Oh, yeah. But any – really any snow after April 1st feels like a gut punch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, it's not welcome. No, no. So – uh, speaking of the opposite of being welcome, we welcome you Ooh. to connect with us via Twitter at VNSPod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and on YouTube, Various and Sundry Podcast. And as always, we strongly encourage a five-star rating and a review if you would be so kind. All right, John. So uh, – Let's talk – well, actually, tell me about your Easter weekend. Any um, – tell me about the festivities in the Sloat family. Yeah. Uh, I mean for the full weekend, I mean I had good Friday off, so slept in, watched baseball, tried to build something over the weekend that went horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> um, so going to pick that up again next weekend, so we'll give that a shot then. Uh, and you're not going to reveal what that was? Well, I was tr- I was so I was trying to build a vertical garden. Have you seen these? Yes, they're they're like a garden tower. You put spices in them. Uh-huh. I'm trying to build this, and the screws I put in to make the shelving did not go in deep enough. And when I tried to flip it over and put in the other side, uh-huh. it, it, all the shelving just fell out all over the place. And I just went, forget it. <laughs> and I, and <laughs> Were those I your inside. exact words? Uh, yes, I believe so. And I just went inside and sat on the couch and moped for a little bit. And uh, so that was Saturday and then Sunday went to – OK. Went, let me interrupt you for a second okay. just because like I, don't take this the wrong way. I find that strangely encouraging because I'm not handy <laughs> in those areas. And so I, I, I look at people who are capable of doing those things and I actually enjoy when I hear that they tried something and it didn't work or it didn't turn out the way that they – hoped it would because it makes me feel better about my own <laughs> Well, I'm glad you feel better about it. Yeah, yeah. So thanks thanks for encouraging me today. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Uh, so Sunday. Sunday went to church and then uh, went to uh, lovely service at at, uh, at our church. Yeah, uh, I missed being in my home church. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, and then went, went up to my parents' house for late lunch, early dinner sort of a thing. So Was it – just you and Andrea and Scott and Celeste? No, Andrea's parents were there as well. Oh, so. okay. Bringing both sides of the family yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a good time. We good. Sat around, talked, and ate. It was wonderful. Yes. How about yourself? Yeah, so Friday, uh, we went to the uh, to the Good Friday service at, at CCC, which was good. Who and preached that? Who's... That was uh, Pastor Tom. 
Oh, Tom. Yeah. Okay, PT. <laughs> sure. Not, not that he's ever been called that, but – I've called him that. <laughs> Before this moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and And then, yeah, Saturday wasn't anything all that exciting other than just – Mowing the yard, as I mentioned, and uh, mm. and doing some writing. Okay. Yeah, see, see, that's my craft. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're in the garage trying to build a vertical garden. I'm trying to write a Luke commentary. And that, did it did it fall apart? And <laughs> did, did things come crashing down? <laughs> nothing fell apart, so that was good. Did you just look back and it was nothing but run on sentences for like three pages? <laughs> I, I've had those moments, but that was not this weekend. That was not this weekend. Uh, and then Sunday. We went to Ohio to see my family. Nice. So that was that was good. That was good. All well, right. Who all went with you to Ohio? Did uh, both both children? Just our youngest okay. son went. Okay. Our oldest son did not join us. Okay. So he was otherwise occupied. Yeah. Well, he lives in Indianapolis. He does. So he I, does. I would yeah. expect that. Yeah. All right. So in the midst of all of that, uh, let's talk about some sports. Uh, did you watch any of the NBA playoffs? I mean, this is the launch of the NBA playoffs this weekend. I did not. No. So um, the play-in games were last week, mm-hmm. um, and so in the West you had uh, the Timberwolves and the Pelicans play their way in, and in the East you had the Nets and the Hawks, which it just seems weird to have the Nets in that. Uh, in the a play-in play-in game, given yeah. the talent on the team. I know they've had injuries. And, Agreed. Uh, but that that Nets-Celtics game yesterday was actually pretty entertaining. Um, Celtics led big. Nets came all the way back, took the lead. And the uh, the Celtics won on a buzzer beater. It was a very exciting ending. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know what to make of the NBA playoffs. The uh, – I. In the East, I don't like anybody. <laughs> well, someone has to come out of Somebody's there. Somebody's got to come out. But um, in the West, I, 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 I probably like either Phoenix or Golden State to come out of that. But, okay. But I don't know. Um, it's just nice to have playoff basketball. And you know, re- remembering even last year, you still didn't have full capacity crowds. Mm-hmm. So now you've got like full capacity crowds. You've got more of the full atmosphere, which is fun. Uh, NFL draft coming up in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. How do you feel about your Jets? Well, we have two top ten picks, so the question is: Are we going to keep both of them? Or are we going to trade one away? And mm-hmm. then, who do you take with those uh, two top ten picks? Yes, I, I will make my request public, which I've said to you privately. Please do not take Garrett Wilson in the top ten with one of your picks. Yeah, and I've I've told you this before. You overestimate the amount of influence I have in that draft. Well, but by me saying it publicly <laughs> now, I I know that the Jets. Uh, Joe Douglas. Upper management does listen to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> and so this is my plea yeah. uh, for you not to take Garrett Wilson uh, in the in that. I've seen Garrett Wilson's name dropped, as have I. Yeah, as have I, and so that 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 concerns me. I've also seen uh, uh, Cincinnati cornerback. Forget his name, Sauce. Have you seen this kid, <laughs> Sauce Gardner? Sauce yeah. Gardner uh, going number ten to the Jets. So we'll we'll see what what happens. Yeah. Well. Yes. So that's coming up April twenty eighth. Uh, give us a baseball update. How are your Mets doing? Uh, seven and three. 
to start the season. So had a four-game series, won three of four. Had a three-game series, won two of three. And just finished another three-game series, won two of three. So if you win almost every series, you're going to be in great shape. Yep. And so that's what we're doing right now. Um, I think ERA-wise, we're top two in the league Mm -hmm. currently. And we have a good test coming up starting tonight. Uh, The San Francisco Giants are in town. Okay. We'll uh, we'll see how we fare against the Giants. Did you buy the league pass? MLB oh yeah! Pass? Oh yeah! Oh okay. yeah! Every year, single team. Yeah. Okay. And does that get you every Mets game? Just about. Uh, so there are a couple like when they're on ESPN, I don't get those. Mm-hmm. And when they are playing the Cubs, sock of the White Sox or the Reds, I don't get those. But I get the Tigers if they play the Tigers. Yeah, but that'd be interleague, so that'd be pretty rare. Yeah, that's right. So really, your only concern there is Cubs and Reds. That's right. Yep, those are those are the ones I don't, I don't get. And then you just need to hit up your friend Jordan in Winona Lake to uh, mm-hmm. watch those together. Though yeah. does he does he have? Do you know? Does he, he doesn't do like league pass or anything? No, he lives too close to the Cubs, so he wouldn't be able to get it because he lives in a blackout region. Yeah, they, they do that. It's for out-of-market people. Um, yeah, even though we live, what, two and a half, two and hour. a half hours yeah. from – yeah, that's absurd. What are we doing here? Well, we also don't get Cincinnati. So, I mean, I mean, we live, what how, – how far is Cincinnati? Is that three and a half, four? Yeah. Um, and we don't get those games either. Yeah, I, I, I get in one sense the like protecting the local broadcast rights. Mm-hmm. But some of these areas they draw are pretty ridiculous in terms of distance, I think. Oh, yeah. But, I, I agree. I 100 percent agree. But let's be honest. Are we surprised that Major League Baseball doesn't do something well or doesn't – you know what I mean? Like they're, I, they're, they're a poorly managed – Sure, sure. Like but, when you compare them to the other professional sports leagues like the NFL and even the NBA. But compare, compare MLB at – at bat, what's it called? Um, but uh, whatever the streaming thing is, it is much better than the NFL streaming service. Now, I'm not really that familiar with with the NFL streaming service. There isn't one. Uh, they have well, they have the direct TV. They have the direct TV Sunday ticket, and right. you have to buy every, every game. NFL game with that. Right. Um, you can't break it up by single team or three yeah. teams. The NBA will do a pick five sort of a thing. So. Hmm. Uh, I think the MLB has been a step ahead of everybody else, and I think part of that is they have so many games right. that it makes it it makes it way more worth it yeah. uh, than maybe the NFL or okay. Uh, so yes, you buy the NFL Sunday ticket for a certain amount of money, and you can watch every game. Well, most of them happen at the same time, right? Um, NBA I think is a little bit more reasonable. Baseball even even better. Yeah. So I think I think I think the MLB does a better job than the NFL. That's that's believable. Let you have less product with the NFL. We have mm-hmm. more scarcity with that. Now, I think with this new Amazon deal that's come, we're getting into the weeds here. <laughs> uh with this new Amazon deal potentially that's on the horizon uh-huh. uh with the NFL, I think they could peel it off and do single team uh streaming, which I would be very interested in at that yeah, point. That would be ideal for me. I've been waiting that for them to get out from underneath the thumb of DirecTV forever. How much would you pay for your Jets to be able to to be able to pay a fee 
mm. uh, for to be able to watch every Jets game for a season. How much would you pay? Would you pay a hundred bucks? I would pay a hundred bucks. Yeah. Would you pay one hundred fifty dollars? I would. I would seriously consider one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I, I would seriously consider it. I mean, I, I'm thinking about if they did something like that with Ohio State football. Like, how much mm-hmm. would I pay for access to every game? Now you see most Ohio State football. Games. I see every Ohio State. Okay, football okay. Game. They between is it because we live close enough, or they're just so big time? They're on uh, mostly nationally. It, it's basically they're they're national every. They're either they are either on uh, ESPN, Fox, mm-hmm. or Big Ten Network, so you can you can subscribe you know as part of your cable package or sure. or sure. streaming service you can get Big Ten Network, and if you have that, between those three you you'll get every Ohio State football game. Yeah, and that's part of that's just they're one of the big boys. Mm-hmm. You know, th- their numbers just those networks put them on like uh, Fox and ESPN because. They draw huge numbers comparatively to other schools. Sure, like they're one of the top three or four brands in college football. Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, like those are like the the, the gold standard in terms of like you put them on in any part of the country, and yep. they're still going to draw big numbers. And Notre Dame has an NBC contract, right? right? So they're on NBC every week, every home game, every home game. Their away games get picked up by. ESPN. Oh, really? Typically, hmm. or they've been on ACC Network before, uh, and they did do. I think they did one game this past year on Peacock. Oh, really? And rec- well, that's and, NBC, and, but yeah. put it behind the paywall. Oh, and it was sure like people. them against like some like Mac school, like Toledo, somebody that you're like, yeah, you got to be a diehard that you're going to pony up the extra six bucks for the stream for the yeah. premium package with. Peacock to get that game. Really going after those Catholic eyeballs. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that took a detour we didn't expect. But how much would you pay for every Ohio State game if you didn't have access to it every week? If you're like me, watching the right. little line across the screen on NFL.com. Um. I. I, I uh, would you go? Would you go one fifty? Yeah. Two. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're now now you're hitting a little too a little too hard there. I, I don't know, man. That 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 would be a a serious reflection moment of okay. What else would I have to drop out of the entertainment budget, so yeah. to speak, to justify that? Let me ask you this: Would you drop your cable potentially instead of? Um. And, and pay for this uh, streaming service for I Ohio State football, you would lose all your basketball. Yeah, would be, the, would be the issue, I think. Yeah, probably not because my wife enjoys some of the HGTV okay. stuff. There, there are other things that part of the streaming package that go beyond what I enjoy. Hmm. So I'd, I'd be hard pressed to do that to my wife. Okay. Anyway, well, that wasn't on the show notes, but uh, something that is on the show notes. We've got the T4G conference coming up this week, John. In fact, when this episode drops, we will be at T4G. Yeah, I think we'll be in our first session. We actually. will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Maybe we should explain what T4G is. Yeah, T4G stands for Together for the Gospel. Yeah. 
Um, it's in Louisville, Kentucky. It's at the convention center. This year, historically, yes. it's been at the Yum Center. Well, the 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 main sessions have been right, and then like the like the book display area and that sort of stuff has been over in the convention center. Okay, but now this year they've gone back to just the convention center. I think because they've renovated the the, the Kentucky Convention Center or something. Like, well, I forget what it's called, but they've yeah. renovated it to, so apparently it can hold whatever the number is, probably eight thousand, something like that. Yeah, instead of. Being in the big uh, basketball arena. Which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a cool effect. Yeah, yeah it was very cool. Um, but uh, but we'll be there. We'll be at uh, session number one, I believe, when this drops. Yeah, with the, you know, with the mystery speaker. Yeah, because they don't announce them ahead of time. Yeah, don't stir up my bitterness. Yeah. That is a point of frustration. Um, but let's talk uh, – I mean let, what are you hoping to get out of a conference like this? Yeah. Like, like particularly this feels like it may stand in evangelical American church history as sort of like the end of an era potentially. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Um, I mean on the one hand, from a personal perspective, I, I am looking forward to um, hearing good, solid, robust preaching. Mm-hmm. And the worship is good, um, and uh, so so that's just an encouragement on the personal spiritual growth level. But also, I look forward to connecting with people. There are people that I have that I'm friends with that I probably see only once or twice a year at conferences like this. Yeah. So I I, I am looking forward uh, to that, and quite frankly, um, that piece is. Oftentimes, maybe a little bit more important, or at least I, I'm willing to sacrifice maybe skipping a session if that's the only time I can connect with a friend from another part of the country that I don't see very often. Yeah, I I would actually go a step further. I think that's the point of conferences is to connect with friends, build your network, engage with others, have mm-hmm. good conversations. So, yeah, I, I think that's – 100 percent of the reason – not 100 percent of the reason. That's a, that's a large percent of the region, reason I attend conferences in general is to, is yeah. to engage and interact with others. Right. Though uh, another piece of it for us in our position is we have consistently uh, taken students mm-hmm. to these kinds of events to expose them to high-quality preaching and teaching and get them – Sort of introduced to that larger network of um, of pastors and others in ministry who are like minded in broad strokes on commitment to the gospel, and um, I mean I, I'm trying to think was the first year I think the first year I took students was for a gospel coalition conference, which is similar to what T4G does. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you were part of my f- that first group. No. I want to say my first time going to the gospel coalition was like 2011 maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think by then I was taking students. Um, but, but yeah, so um, – and we're doing this again this year. We're yeah. Taking, we're taking students. Yeah, 16, something like that. Yeah. We have a couple of vans rented that we got to park on the streets of Louisville somewhere. That will be fun. Hope they don't get broken into. We can find a parking garage, can't we? I have a 15-passenger van. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be space for that somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So um, – and that's fun. It's it, – I mean if you if you think back to the first time even as a student and you – your mm-hmm. first experience. Tell me a little bit about your first experience. It was, it was Gospel Coalition. It was Gospel Coalition 2011. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew a couple of names when I went there and I was mm-hmm. a seminary student. So I I was graduated with my undergrad already. So I feel yeah. like I'm in a little different boat than I am with some of the students that we're taking. Yeah, we've got some like sophomore undergrad kind of oh, sophomore yeah. even. Oh, yeah. It's even freshman. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think I was a little further along. But I, I just remember being – my brain hurt, <laughs> I think, afterward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I, I sort of realized there's just a lot of, a lot of things I don't know, like, like mm-hmm. just networking and people-wise and what on earth is you know, sovereign grace? What on earth is uh, – Ligonier Ministries. Ligonier or, Ministries. Yeah, yeah all, all those things that – what feels like the vast majority of the conference knows exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And I did not. And so I'm a little outsider but also very interested, wanted to explore and learn more. Yeah. And that is one advantage of – you know, they do do have the uh, exhibitors hall. So Mm -hmm. it's not – I mean they have – so there's two separate areas. There's the exhibitors hall and then there's the bookstore area. So the exhibitors hall, you have these different ministries that have booths where you can go up and find out more. Some of them have giveaways even or will put on like side events during breaks like during like lunch or during some – when the main session is not going on where they'll bring in uh, different individuals and have a little mini event where they'll you know, have them present or have a panel discussion on some topic related to their ministry or something like that. So it's a great opportunity for, uh, for students to get exposed to uh, those different ministries. Mm-hmm. So uh, – and, and at – We've been at Gospel Coalition had had a presence there last year, right? And and year. yeah, we were we had a booth there last year and two years ago we did as well. Yeah, never at T four G. No, I think it's pretty expensive. <laughs> it's just a little out of our price range. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we can afford to be there. In fact, lots of seminaries choose not to go there because I think it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when it comes to uh. When it comes to – we'll stick with T4G. What do you like best about the conference itself? Not So we're, we're bracketing out the, hey, I get to get coffee with people that I know from other parts of the country. Bracket that out. The actual conference itself, what, what are some things that you most look forward to? Um, well, I, I think I most look forward to – uh, the preaching, the teaching, mm-hmm. and then I think I also enjoy wrestling with my students afterwards if they heard something that maybe grates mm-hmm. on them and, and engaging in those conversations. So metaphorical wrestling, not mm-hmm. physical wrestling. Yeah, no, they would never go up and attack a attack a <laughs> okay a, a, a speaker. Yeah. Although we did have we did have one student in our meeting <laughs> raise his hand and go, "How close to the front can I get?" Yeah. Why? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we had to explain to him that there is a VIP section. Um, yes, and you you do not you are not VIP. You no, do you're not, not have you're access. Not getting, you're not getting through there. Um, yeah, and look, that that can grate against somebody uh, against people. Like, wow, these people like it's not that they think that they're better than anybody. It's the reality of if 
John Piper speaks, you could have a queue of 250 people who want their three minutes of conversation with John Piper. Oh, yeah. Give the poor man a break. Like, like there, there is a – like they're not trying to be like separatist, like we're better than you. We're elites. It's just – it's the reality of do you have any idea how long you could just have a line of people who want to get that three-minute conversation with John Piper? So quick story. Uh, I was at a smaller conference, a, a North American church planting conference, mm-hmm. and it was in Chicago, Illinois. It was a Tim Keller conference, and uh, I believe his name is Charlie Dates. Are you familiar with Charlie? Yeah. So he was he was speaking, and Tim Keller was speaking, and it was a it was a small conference, like for for the big name, right? Keller. Yeah. There was there was maybe a thousand there, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Me and uh, Zach from Ohio were at this conference together, and we're sitting maybe third row. Mm-hmm. And we see before the session that Tim Keller and Charlie Dates are just standing up there, chit chatting and talking. Yeah, uh, and we're just going, "Oh my gosh, look! At, we could walk up to them if we wanted to." <laughs> yeah, and you know my rule: I don't, I don't approach people. You're not that guy. I'm not that guy. And so we stay there. Well, we watch this guy go up to him, and we're kind of like, "Does he know him? Does?" Does he know him? Why is he going up to him? Uh-huh. And then we got a good look, uh, full body, and this guy had a set of pants that had cargo pockets all the way down this each side. Okay. And you just knew like, nope. <laughs> he doesn't know Timmy He does K. not know. <laughs> and then they start talking and you realize that, nope, nope, and, and this is annoying. Yeah. And this is why I don't approach people yeah. because of moments like that. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Okay. So fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I I was at the very first Gospel Coalition conference before it really got going. And so it was at it was on campus at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in their chapel. Mm-hmm. There might have been a total of there were less than 500 people. Hmm. And you still had like big, big name speakers, like mm-hmm. a similar range of like – so it's not like one or two of them, but like six, seven, eight of them. Yeah. Well, after the sessions, people would just sort of hang out in that in that chapel area and you had easy access to all of these guys. So mm-hmm. I remember having conversations with different ones of them. Uh, that would never happen today. No. Just, it's just Gosh, not, no. not realistic. But um, well, I, I have similar uh, – I do enjoy the helping students process what they're hearing mm-hmm. and reflect on it and watching them kind of see some new pieces come together, see some categories form, see some uh, – you know, just get a, getting exposed to, to that kind of teaching. Now, I would say – more and more, it seems like more of our students are probably familiar with at least one or two of these guys hmm. just from access through the internet to preaching sure. and teaching and that sort of stuff. But sure. but it's always fun to see them get exposed to somebody like, I had never heard of this guy before and he's amazing. And like yeah. see that the, there's sort of horizons expanded out a little bit. So um, all right. What do you like least about – you want to um, go? You want to go to C four? I mean, I've already explained my. I've already hinted at my biggest pet peeve with C four G. 
Yeah, why don't you go first and then and then I'll Okay, I they've done this for a while. Uh, they've done this for the existence of the entire conference actually. Uh they do not announce in advance who is speaking in which session. Mm-hmm. So they'll tell you like, okay, session 1, Tuesday afternoon, 1 to whatever it is. They won't tell you who's speaking. Mm. I'm offended by this. <laughs> I try not to be that guy, but yeah. in this case I am. Because I think uh, when I've heard the rationale, it's been, well, we don't want to cultivate a celebrity uh, kind of mindset of like, I want to hear this guy, but I don't care about that guy. And Spoiler alert. All these guys are big names. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them are. They wouldn't be there if they weren't big name people. So they're not plucking some guy from the middle of Arkansas who's got a church of 75 people that you've never heard of but is a really great preacher and a faithful pastor. Mm -hmm. They're not plucking that guy to speak on the platform. Now, if they were doing like one or two of those guys, I'd be like, I get it because you don't want to you know, say, well, obviously when you get you know, Mark Dever or David Platt preaching, everyone shows up and then this no name from Arkansas like Who's going to go to that? Well, some will, but there's not that dynamic. Oh, yeah. Please treat me like an adult is what I'm asking. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's treating me like I'm a child, like I'm not capable of making wise decisions about, well, I really want to hear Kevin DeYoung, for example, but I don't know when he's speaking. And so I'm rolling the dice if the only time I can grab coffee with a friend I see once a year is during that – is during a window where, oh, of course, it happens that he's speaking. Oh, yeah. Now, you can watch it later I get it, but that's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to – and I, I will say I feel like some of these sessions at T4G go long. <laughs> well, they'll do, uh, they'll do a, a, a sermon and then they'll do a – And we're talking like a full hour. Yeah, 45 minutes to an hour at that, least. I, yeah. I, not many 45 minutes. It's We're talking like these guys are always going 60. And then they'll do a 30-minute panel discussion. Um, 30, 40-minute panel discussion. And then they'll do another sermon. And, and they'll also have like, OK, here are – here's this ministry we want to highlight. Here's 10 minutes on this ministry that's taking the gospel to inner city, whatever, which, which is great. Those, those are – it's good to highlight mm-hmm. those. But some of those sessions are really long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, I do think the panel sessions could be fun in terms of like that's part of what made T4G stand out originally was that they'd have um, – Someone would speak and then the main guys would get together and they would kind of banter back and forth. And I mean, in one sense, they're kind of simulating the kind of oh, yeah. conversations that everybody's having after like, what did you think of when when Al said this? Or like, that was such a good, helpful point when Lig made that connection between numbers and this. It's like, you know, so I think they're repli- trying to replicate that. And some of those are really good. But oh, yeah. it just lengthens. No, things. no, no. no. I, I agree. I think they are very, very good. They are – they make – it's a, it makes a long day. Yeah. Um, I think the thing I like the least – lines. I, I despise <laughs> yeah. all of the lines, um, whether it's to get coffee in the morning, whether it's to get lunch, lunch in the afternoon <laughs> or uh, – and they say they're bringing in food trucks and, and all these things, you know, but – Regardless of what you do, how many food trucks do you got to bring? Like, I mean, how many how many food trucks would you have to bring in to to avoid like major lines? Like, you'd have to bring in like a hundred plus. Yeah, you're not uh, bringing in that many. Now, Louisville does have a plethora of yes. food trucks, so that that helps. Yeah, when you walk a few blocks, there's that area. I forget what it's called, but like they've got like 
on a normal day, they've got food trucks just ready to go there. So oh, yeah. I don't know if they're bringing in additional ones or what. Who knows? But yeah, it's but the lines and then bathroom lines. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For so, sure. Yeah, th- those are the things that that I really struggle with. Which at the end of the day are yeah. pretty small. Things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Any um, any speakers in particular for this year that you're especially excited? To hear, um, I always, you know, who I always enjoy hearing Alistair Begg. Yes, yes. So that's one. I mean, uh, how do you beat a Scottish brogue like that? And and I just find him to be like he's been doing it a long time. Yep. He's not yep. a yeller or a screamer. Nope. You know, he's not a hot nope. take guy either. Nope. You know, uh, so and he's also a phenomenal golfer. Did you know this? I did. Okay. Yeah, I knew he's a very good golfer. Uh, and then. So him, I, I always enjoy Lig Duncan, and I feel because he's in more Presbyterian circles, and I run in more Baptist circles. I mm-hmm. don't hear him yeah. a ton, and I always appreciate his his speaking. Uh, yeah, those two probably. Okay, I always enjoy Kevin as well, Kevin DeYoung, Katie Y. Yeah, Katie Y is always one of my favorites, um, and 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 Lig also uh, for the similar reason that you mentioned. Like since I I move in more Baptist circles, I. I I, I don't get uh, as much exposure to him. Um, but uh, yeah, Katie Y, I, I appreciate his blend of faithfulness to a biblical text, clarity of the way he teaches, and um, his wise use of humor sprinkled in mm-hmm. uh, in the midst of that. So, um, any, let's, let's finish this segment with this. Any conference best practices? Like as you're as you're thinking about, you know, when, when we when we advise people, like, okay, if you're going to get the most out of the conference, or maybe cut a corner here that that benefits you, any sort of pro tips that you have for just, I mean, not even just specifically for T4G or Gospel Coalition, but for uh, these kind of any kind of big conference like this. Um. I, I feel this way. I, I usually feel a good conversation is better than a session mm-hmm. or, or a breakout session. So being able – like I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago. I ran into the dean of the school of ministry at a school in you know St. Paul, Minnesota. And he and I struck up a conversation and talked for two hours and we missed – I think we missed two sessions. And uh, well worth it. Well worth developing that content uh, – contact yeah. – uh, meeting somebody new, yep. um, those have been good things. Well, and especially even more so for a conference like this where all of the messages are going to be That's right. available online. That's right. So it, now, granted, it's not the same as being in the arena, present when it's being preached. But if you are concerned about, oh, man, I just love, you know, this preacher and I'm going to end up missing out on this, like, well, you can still go watch it mm-hmm. later. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's something. Uh, I also think um, this – take advantage of, um, of being able to mill through the book area because oftentimes oh, yeah. you'll get to you, – you'll, you'll come across things, books, even publishers that you didn't know exist – you know, obviously, everybody knows the biggies. You know, the crossways and that sort of stuff. We're like, oh well, but sometimes you'll come across lesser-known publishers 
with some gems of books. You're like, I've never heard of this, but this looks great. Uh, and and the discounts are such that you can uh, accumulate a good number of books for for a decent price. That's where I got. Uh, well, one of the things is go, I would encourage you walk through the bookstore with somebody who knows books. Yeah. So we were walking uh, with uh, with oh my goodness uh, Ben in Mississippi. I don't think he listens. I'm not sure uh, if Ben does or not. Okay, uh, but we're walking through, and he, he's a he's an author, and I'm looking at this book called What About Evil. I've never heard of the author. He points yeah. at it and goes, "I endorse that." Yeah, and it was so good. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness! So I purchased it. It was it was very very good. Yeah. Do you remember last year when when Ben and I were standing at was it the it must have been the Baker table? It was IVP. It's IVP, and. Someone came up and picked up one of Ben's books. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember this. And I was right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said to this to this woman, I said, "That's a really good book. You should definitely get that." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, well, tell me a little bit about it." And I'm like, "Well, actually, maybe you could just ask the author. He's right here." <laughs> and so I got to embarrass Ben a little bit. That was a lot of fun. But um, yes, going through with somebody who knows books. Oh, absolutely. Is yeah. is a, is a nice little. A wrinkle to it. But um, next episode, next week, we'll have a conference wrap-up. Yeah, we'll break it down. We will uh, talk about highlights. Um, Always something slightly controversial said or – Yeah, we'll see. Um, we broke down one sermon two years ago for T4G. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was that was the John Piper sermon. That was the John Piper sermon. Yeah. We, we, we touched the third rail of evangelicalism of like being slightly critical of – Mm-hmm. John Piper, are we allowed to do that in the Young Restless Reformed movement? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think so. <laughs> okay, I mean that's sort of a. Are we? Is, are we sure about this? Um, but yeah, I, I stand by those criticisms. Mm-hmm. Um, that was two years ago. Yeah, I'm trying Man. to even remember what he said that was so controversial. Do you remember? Uh, it was about preaching Christ from the Old Testament. Oh yeah, and he was critical of some of the ways that that's done. Had some good points, but uh, I think overstated them. And it was funny to watch the, like, because it was online. Yes, yeah, so it was pre-recorded, yeah. and then afterwards there was the live like post message discussion between Mark Dever, Al Mohler, Lig Duncan, and you could tell they're trying to like walk back some of the things that Piper mm-hmm. said. Or like, well, I think maybe you know, even they were a little hesitant to 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 touch old uh, Papa Piper there. Okay, so that'll be next week. So that's something to look forward to. Now we need to move on to this day in sports history for April nineteenth. April nineteenth, right? yes, not April twelfth, which is what the sheet says. I I did look for April nineteenth. Okay, sure. Okay, so you're good. Uh, Nineteen sixty, baseball uniforms begin displaying players' names on their backs. Yeah, revolutionary. I, I mean, and they some some teams still don't. Like, I yes. don't think the Yankees do that. And that's true um, at the college level in football as well. Hmm. It's sort of the old school. It's not about the name on the back of the jersey. Okay, whatever. Nineteen eighty nine, New York Mets shortstop Kevin Elster sets the record for most consecutive error free games seventy three. The streak eventually reached eighty nine. Before he committed an error, I threw that one in there for you. I appreciate that. Had you heard of Kevin Elster before uh, today? I have not. No. Okay. 
Nope. There's there's a gap in your Mets. Yeah, uh, my Mets first knowledge. my first Mets game I think was 90, 92, 93. Well, I mean, you were born in what eighty eight. So eighty eight. Yeah. I'm going to get you off the hook for being aware of this as it was going okay. on. So okay. yeah. Uh, Ninety one, Evander Holyfield beats George Foreman in tw- in a twelve round uh, boxing match for the heavyweight title. Yeah, isn't it interesting how we we have associations with both of those men uh, that transcend boxing, right? Everyone's heard of Evander Holyfield, sure. Uh, in part because either a they they know that uh, Mike Tyson bit off a chunk of his ear in mm-hmm. a boxing match, or because uh, he has. A lot of children. Uh, and then George Foreman, of course, more people today probably know him for his grill than for his boxing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's made a ton of money. A I assume of that. A ton of money, which, yeah. Which I imagine he also didn't come up with the grill concept. He just slapped his name on it. I would right? think so. And then sells it. He does sell it. Yeah. Yeah. He does the promotion work for that. Um, have you ever had a George Foreman grill? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So if we, have you? Yeah. Uh, I assume so. Yeah. Most people have. Uh, yeah. Uh, 97, uh, NFL draft Ohio State offensive lineman Orlando Pace becomes the first pick by the St. Louis Rams. Yes. Most dominant offensive lineman I've ever seen in college. He was unbelievable. So uh, – and had a good – he had a Hall of Fame NFL career. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Who do you like? Well, Slim I, Pickens. I, yeah. I would probably lean towards Orlando Pace because of my Ohio State um, – Affection, but uh, I think the more significant one is probably Holyfield. Uh, maybe, sure. Uh, or we could go off the board on both of those and go baseball <laughs> names on the back no, of the jerseys. We can't, we can't go there. Uh, what What do you want to do? I I really don't care. If you think Pace is more significant, let's go with Orlando Pace. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, we'll go with Orlando. One thing you liked. All right. Uh, over the long weekend, I started reading George Marsden's short biography of Jonathan Edwards that came out through Erdman's. Yes. Uh, so I've started uh, listening to that. Oh, listening. OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's on Scribd. Oh, interesting. Not the long one, though. And I've, I've wanted to read the long one for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be a good introduction. So I have some, some hooks yes. to hang things on as I, as I go through his life. Yeah, that'd be interesting to listen to. Um, I read the long one shortly after it came out a while ago. It, it's very good. If you, I mean, if you enjoy historical, mm-hmm. uh, if you enjoy biography and just, I mean, that that's in your wheelhouse. So, so one thing that that he does is in the intro, he's basically he goes, "I'm basically thanking everybody that helped me with the big one so that I could write the little one." Yeah, and he mentions Thomas Kidd, yeah, as somebody who who. Read an early edition of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's one of your boys, right there. I, I like Thomas. You're, you're a big TK back, fan, probably back when he was a student. You've got the TK initials. You got Timmy K. Yeah, and Tommy K. That's right. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with. Um, I spoke in chapel last week here, in oh, anticipation yeah. of Easter. So, um, preached on the resurrection for Matthew 28. Awesome, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's enjoyable to get in front of our in you know in in theory our entire under our entire uh undergrad student body mm-hmm. and to get to talk about the resurrection was a lot of fun and uh my son Jake introduced me nice so that was fun that's always uh that's one nice that's something nice that our uh, our chapel guys do if if there's a if someone's speaking and their kid is a student there 
they have the kid introduce the speaker. So nice. A lot of fun. All right. We have talked um, NBA playoffs. We've talked NFL draft. We've talked how much each of us would spend to watch our respective uh, favorite teams. Yep. We've talked T4G and what we're looking forward to there, conference expectations, pro tips, etc. Uh, we've talked NFL draft, Ohio State uh, legend, Orlando Pace. And then uh, we've talked books. We've talked speaking of chapel. I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say is until next time. The Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.